Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Welcome back, Houston Texans fans, to another episode of the Back Row Texans show. Sorry I did not get an episode out last week. Life's a little crazy right now, and uh, finally found some time this week to to get one in, and hopefully going forward I don't miss any more weeks. But like I said, it's been crazy. So let's move past that. Let's kind of talk about some things going on in the NFL before we kind of talk about the last two games Texans have had. You know, today alone... The Ravens are really making some moves. Uh, they traded the Vikings for Yannick Ngakwe for a third and a conditional fifth. I mean, that GM is awesome. I would absolutely love him to come to Houston. I mean, he got Calais Campbell for a fifth, Marcus Peters for a fifth, Ngakwe for a third and a conditional fifth. I mean, come on. The dude is awesome. He does a great job for them. I'm super jealous. I wish he was in Houston. Maybe we can pry him away. And they're also rumored to be signing Des Bryant to their practice squad as long as he passes his physical. So, you know, they're kind of they're making additions on both sides of the ball, getting ready, you know, to push for the second half of the season that's coming up ahead of the trade deadline. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Houston, its players, and the upcoming trade deadline. So, you know, I figured I'd touch on a few of those. You know, a big one right now is Zach Cunningham to the Eagles. That's one that's been floated around. Uh, yeah, he just signed a huge deal with us. And, you know, I, I really like Cunningham and see him as part of the future of the Texans organization. But, you know, it, it depends on where the organization wants to go. Are they going to ship off a bunch of high-paid assets to you know, help with the cap, salary cap hell that we're kind of in right now, or figure a way around that and work for the future, or for this year too. Other names getting thrown out there, Kenny Stills, he's been thrown out there all season. Um, But any of the wide receivers, you know, I've seen uh, Cooks, I've seen Cobb, Fuller, you know, Stills and Fuller are your main two that people think about because they're in contract years. They're gonna. You can get something out of them this time, or hope that they do a lot of work next year and get paid nicely, and you get a comp pick back for them. And, and again, that is only if Houston does not see them in their future. If they see them going forward, they plan on re-signing them. Then you don't think about any of that. You think about getting the contract done with what you can. You know, we'll see. The Tuesday after Week Eight is the trade deadline. It's gonna be it's gonna be a busy busy time. I'll probably put an episode out that Wednesday, my main episode. If anything happens during the day, Monday, Tuesday, whatever, I'll I'll probably be putting out an emergency pod. But either way, 
let's move on from the rumors because that is exactly what they are is just rumors nothing of fact right now so obviously Houston got their first win last week against the Jaguars you know it, it's a good one to get under your belt it's it's honestly one that everyone saw coming Jacksonville was is terrible you know so Houston needed to beat them but the thing that bothered me the most is again another slow start Houston had one first down on opening drives coming into the Tennessee game one first down out of all the drives and that was the pass to Cooks for like 28 yards against Jacksonville it, they got their first turnover in that game that was big uh, and they continue that in the next game with Tennessee you know they got a interception Watt had a strip sack you know so the defense was stepping up in that way but in no way was it stepping up stopping anybody and anything else you know Jacksonville still did did their number to us but Tennessee rocked us we had what 601 total yards of offense given up 264 or something like that is all just Derrick Henry I mean, he had 212 yards rushing. Yes, one of his rushes was for 94 yards, and we'll talk about that one in a little bit, but still, you know, he had over 100 yards if you exclude that one alone. It, the defense is its not good. It's really not good. You know, we had some sacks, but we're just not getting consistent pressure on quarterbacks. And... That really, really hurts us. It hurts the secondary because there's, they're having to cover longer. And don't get me wrong, they're not doing that great of a job either. Really, at no level is anybody doing a great job. You know, as bad as the defense was in this game versus Tennessee this last week, we had a chance to win. We lost in overtime. You know, we the first half of the game, I think it was 21-10 going into half. And... It didn't look that pretty. Well, then Deshaun Watson turned it on in the second half. He had himself a heck of a game. He really did. And he kept this team in it. And we we took the lead. We had the lead going into the final seconds of the game. You know, we scored with a minute 50 left, um, up seven. Romeo Cornell decided to go for two. You know, a lot of you say, well, if you kick the extra point, you're up eight. You really put pressure on the offense to score. Well... <laughs> I'm sorry, but Romeo Cornell knew the defense wasn't good. He knew Tennessee was going to score. So his thought process was, let's end it now. You go up two scores, you go up nine with a minute 50 left, and there's no way you lose that game. Unfortunately, you know, Watson threw the ball and it got tipped and incomplete. So we were only up seven, and that was the last time we touched the ball. You know, Tennessee drove down without using any timeouts and scored a touchdown with four seconds left on a pass to A.J. Brown. Then they won the coin flip and drove down, and in Wildcat, Derrick Henry rushed it in for the winning score. So we never touched the ball again, and... It just really sucks. You know, the defense is terrible. They are. Finally, though, you know, these past couple games, Watson has been going off. He really has. The offense has looked 
much like what we thought the offense would look like coming into the season. So that is definitely nice to see, and it's definitely going to be needed because it's going to be a bunch of shootouts. Houston's not going to stop anybody. They aren't. You know, so I back up Cornell's decision to go for two. I do. You know, he kicked the extra point. Yes, they may not convert the the two-point conversion to tie it, but still, it's go for the win. Why not? They're undefeated. You have your one win. Puts you right back into the AFC South run if you win that game. So, who knows? But the other thing about it is still, our time of possession has been terrible this year. Terrible. We rank 32nd in time of possession in the league. 32nd out of 32. It's terrible. You want to know what Deshaun Watson's stats are? Considering our terrible time of possession? He's third in the league in passing yards. He is eighth in the league with a 107.6 passer rating. His average yards per pass attempt, 8.9. He's tied with Russell Wilson for first place in the NFL. And then he's fifth in passing touchdowns with 13. I mean, he is actually having a good season. And these past three games have really helped. He's had 300-plus yards each one of those games. Something's got to help him out. We got to sustain drives. We do. We got to run the ball more. And that starts up front. You know, re-watching film and stuff, the line has done a terrible job blocking. They really have. So I don't know what the deal is. You know, that and, and play calling, you can't rush David Johnson up the middle. We had that issue when Bill O'Brien was coaching. What makes you think changing of coach is going to make that any better? you got to get him more towards the outsides to those outer gaps, not right up the middle. Our line is not best in the middle. It's best outside. You know, Titus Howard is having a decent year. He's given up some pressures but and some sacks. But he's having a decent year, and he's, he's getting better. He's only played in like 14 or 15 games in his career. You know, he hadn't even had a full season of games worth under his belt, so he's still learning. And Tunzel? Well, Tunzel hasn't given up a sack all year. You know, he's done great. So we'll see. Hopefully the guys can can get it together better and, and help protect Deshaun more. I mean, Green Bay coming up is going to have a... They're going to have a time come, getting Deshaun because they've got some studs on the line and, and blitzing quite a bit. Hopefully we can fix that. You know, hopefully David Johnson can make somebody miss. You know, break a tackle. Yes, they're getting through the line. You're getting hit early. But make, come on, do a move. Use some strength. Get through it. Help us out. I don't know. It's uh, it's rough to see, but mostly from the defensive side. Like I said, we can't stop anybody. I am, I'm afraid of the score for this game this weekend versus the Packers. It's it's going to be a big one. You're betting, bet the over. I think we'll score. I think Deshaun's in a groove. I mean, his his connection with Fuller's been there, but he's starting to, to connect with Brandon Cooks now too. You know, Cooks versus Jacksonville had 161 yards and a touchdown. 
at Tennessee, he had nine catches and a touchdown as well. I mean, he's he's getting his chemistry with him. And you best believe this week of all weeks, Cobb is going to go off. This is his former team. Deshaun's going to pump him the ball. He's going to have a good year. So all you, uh, all you fantasy folks out there, take a flyer on Cobb as a flex or something because he'll surprise you, especially in PPR. I look to have, you know, eight-plus catches easily this week against his former team. Obviously, Houston lost to Tennessee and beat Jacksonville. So we're one and five. You know, coming into week seven here against the Green Bay Packers at home. The last time that was, that was 12 years ago, obviously. Aaron Rodgers came and threw six touchdowns. That cannot happen again. It can't. You know, they get they have Devontae Adams back. We gotta we gotta double him. You gotta double him and force the other guys to beat you. It's, it's as simple as that, because right now they don't have anybody else. You know, they're one of those trade candidates for one of our wide receivers because they desperately need a number two behind Devontae Adams. You get rid of Adams, you have a better chance of, you know, stop slowing down Aaron Rodgers. But now you got to worry about Aaron Jones and his rushing ability. He's a stud. He's going to have his way with our defense. It's, it is what it is. You know, unless we stop him also, there's no chance. You know, they'll run. Time of possession will be last again. You know, and it doesn't bode well. It, it does not bode well. We need to have the ball in our playmaker's hands. And in order to do that, we have to get stops. So the defense is going to have to do something different. They are. Yes, they lost, and I'm not trying to take anything away from, from that game, but they were right in it. They were in it till the end. They came back. They fought hard. And they were in it. So maybe that is just how it's going to be. It's going to be tight to the end every game. Can Deshaun pull it off? Well, he did his job. So now somebody else has to step up. That defense needs to step up. You know, it's it's going to be a close one. My prediction this week is it's going to be within it's going to be uh, within three. It's coming down to the end there. So I would take Houston in your betting because right now it's three and a half in favor of the Packers. So if I think it's going to be an under three point game, you take Houston. Houston can either win it or lose by three or less, and you make money there. And like I said, it's coming down to the end. If we're down and Deshaun has the ball, he's going to drive down and make something happen. If we're up, unfortunately, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to drive down and make something happen. Whoever has the ball last in this game is going to win. Mark it down. That's how it's going to be. And it's an unfortunate thing. But hopefully, we're the ones with the ball at the end of the game to seal the deal. So everybody go out there, cheer loud for our Texans this weekend. Hopefully we can get our second win and and get right, you know, for the season and get get things clicking again. You know, the season does open up a little bit after this. You know, we have some tough ones coming up against Indy. Chicago hasn't looked as terrible as I thought they would. Cleveland hasn't looked as terrible as I thought they would. Uh, except for last game, they got their butts whooped by the Steelers, but that's a defense that can stop some people. They did us. So we got some tough matchups, but there are some easy ones as well. 
hopefully we can we can make a thing a run at things and and go from there but i'd like to thank all you guys for listening again it's been awesome don't forget to rate and review on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to this episode on and don't forget to share it with friends and family you know let's let's spread the word continue to grow you know we're we're over 1700 total downloads which is pretty awesome you know it's a a long way off of what i thought we'd be at you know it's it's doing pretty pretty well and i'd like to continue to do so you know we'll do some special things coming up in the future you know i got some giveaways i'm i'm trying to get get in the works and and whatnot so just keep sharing the love i appreciate it i appreciate you guys you know be smart out there keep wearing your masks stay safe if you're able to go to the games cheer loud this weekend you know really really make them hear you get in get in aaron Rodgers' ear be as loud as you can like i said stay safe be smart and don't forget go texans